Never heard of the Millennium Fault? Should I have? It's a ship that made the Kepler run less than 12 parsecs. to Kessel Run Weekly. My name is Cheyenne and I am joined today by a special guest that you've all met before. Brody, say hi. Hi. Um, so Brody is here to do another character chat with us. Um, so if you guys have been tuning in lately, you've listened to some of our character chats where we just take a fan and ask them a few questions about the character, whether those are surface level or deep dives. Um, and even though we have talked to Brody before and had him um, as a part of our team for a while for streaming and otherwise and being on podcasts. Um, we're going to do his like official interview so you guys can get to know him a little bit better. So Brody, when did you first get into Star Wars? jeez. Uh, um, it's hard to really date exactly when, but I think it was 2005, if I can even remember that early. Um, I'm 20 now, so that was like 15 ago mm-hmm. like my god but um uh my uncle and my mother were both like pretty avid star wars fans my uncle more than my mother she mm-hmm. believe it or not is more into star trek but um like oh, nothing against mom. that of course you know yeah. both can be respected in many ways but um i remember it was like my fifth birthday um and my one friend, who was, like, my only buddy at the time, all the rest of the people just kind of sent invites, but he gave me a, um, a lightsaber, uh, Yoda's lightsaber from episode two. Nice. And I was like, cool, what's Star Wars? <laughs> and then, like, my mom was like, oh, the time has come. And she, like, you know, opened up the drawer, took out the dusty original Star Wars original trilogy VHS tapes. Wow. And I watched through all of them, and I was like, whoa! This is crazy! <laughs> and then my uncle comes in with Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, I was like, there's more! And then that was just really what kicked it off after I saw the prequels. Nice. That's when I became, like, you know, super hardcore. Because, you know, I was into stuff like, you know, Land Before Time and stuff, or Thomas the Tank Engine, and I had like, yes. a couple toys that I played with, but nothing, nothing compared to Star Wars at the time. Yeah. Or even till now, I'm a straight-up Stormtrooper. I own the Star Wars toy. Yeah. I am the Star Wars toy. You are the Star Wars toy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I honestly, when I was a kid, I didn't even think about the sheer fact of, like, I mean, I had a lot of Barbie, um, and I had a lot of, like, Hot Wheels, but I didn't know Star Wars in the toy universe. I just knew that it was something that me and my family watched together, like, when I was really little, until I got into it. And even then, like, we were just talking about, like, I have the Darth Maul, like, zippy toy or whatever, but you got it from, like, Burger King and McDonald's. So that was my only, like, outlet for Star Wars toys. I never really dove deep into getting all of that stuff. And now that I'm an adult, here I am buying Star Wars toys. Still to this day. Yeah, just because. So I think the difference between me being exposed to the movies first was I was exposed to the toys first. Mm -hmm. I had the 
green Yoda lightsaber that didn't go down all the way. And mm-hmm. I just thought that's how they always were. Like, when I, like, I just thought they were just kind of like a knife that extended into a sword. Mm-hmm. But no, they were always just straight-up swords. Yep, yeah. Um, I have no idea where that toy is now. It probably broke and threw it out at some point. Yeah, I remember but my first I, was, like, one of those, like, you whip it out, and it was red because yeah. I love Darth Maul, so. Of course. Yeah. Um, but the... Ever since I saw The Phantom Menace, which at the time was my favorite Star Wars movie, mm-hmm. I loved The Phantom Menace. Like, for some reason, that was just really what clicked. Because I guess I did understand it a bit more since it was, like, the start of everything. True. Yeah. Like, A New Hope does kind of throw you in with this empire they took over the galaxy when it just kind of was like the blank slate like the jedi are peacekeepers and they work for these guys yeah simple but um i'm not like dissing the original trilogy or anything i still love both just as much as i do the other but um yeah we're all introduced in a different way and that's that's why i like to ask that question um so a lot of my questions are either the same as or um, inspired by questions that Black Series Rebels has asked their um, guests because it's, I mean, they're they're fun, they're silly, and some of them are deeper, and it gives you such a good insight into the fandom, and I love that because that was that's probably one of the scariest parts about becoming a fan into such a big universe um, is knowing the fans and how to talk to them and get along with them and um, have those like deep dive discussions that we're about to have <clears throat> stuff like that. So these are awesome. These are some of the sillier questions coming up. What is your favorite, or who is your favorite character in all of Star Wars? All of Star Wars. All of it. Jeez, oh, you're really <laughs> not helping me. Because, like, I have favorites, but they're in categories. Like, favorite Jedi, mm. favorite bounty hunter, favorite ah. Sith, favorite smuggler. Like, I can't just have one pinnacle god favorite. character. I need to branch them off because yeah. it's just unfair. That's fair. Okay, so who is your favorite Sith? My favorite Sith? Um, Maul. Okay. Maul and... easily. I feel like he's, other than Vader, he is the most, like, diverse, you know, mm-hmm. well-known, well-rounded character. Yeah. No, I agree. And, um, favorite Jedi? Plo Koon. I, that might just be, like, you know, a fan favorite. A lot of people say Plo Koon, but that's because, you know, when I first watched The Clone Wars and I saw the Malevolence arc, he, you know, he was just so cool. That was, like, the first episode I saw when they were in the, uh, when they were in the, uh, the, like, the wreckage mm-hmm. of the Venator Cruiser. Yeah. So that was, that kind of, like, whoa. So, th- like, this Jedi who was in the background, he's, like, this whole dude. I yeah. love this guy. <laughs> yeah. And I, I love, I love Plo Koon. And he's just so chill. He I really is. With that. I feel he's... like I could, you know, sit down, have a t- like some tea with him and just have a really good talk. Yeah, he's got his wits about him. That's really, it's nice and reassuring. It's funny because you said that, like, people tend to say Plo Koon. I've only ever heard that now and from our friend on Instagram, Plo Cool. Those... You guys are the really? only two people that I've ever heard, like, outwardly say that that's your favorite Jedi. Usually I get, like, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, I think at one point I had, did have a conversation with someone that said Shock T. 
And I was like, that's new. That was a pretty good Jedi. Yeah, like, I, like she's awesome, but she's also another one of those background characters that doesn't ever get recognition, so it was cool to hear but that. But in the Clone Wars, she does get, you know, her time to shine. Yeah. In, like, The Force Unleashed, although not canon, she had her own boss fight. Yeah, I did love that. Oh, that was cool. I just finished like, that book, like, two books ago, so. Oh, yeah, you did the books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, who is your least favorite Sith? least favorite Sith? Yeah. I feel that Count Dooku might have, you know, he was, had a lot of potential, and I do love reading, like, the, the what was the book? Was it just called Count Dooku? Dooku Lost? Dooku book. Dooku Lost, yeah, 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 like, yeah, that mm-hmm. where it was, like, you know, kind of dove a little bit deeper into him, and I enjoyed that, but it was just kind of out of nowhere, this new Sith Lord, you know, where did he come from if the Sith were always in hiding, but that kind of, you know, helped explain it. He was a Jedi. Mm-hmm. He turned to the dark side because, you know, he inherited monies or whatever. Like, Yeah, he's, yeah. He's like, I own the planet. It's my whole, my whole world. And I, I'm not going to let this down because it's <laughs> a silly Jedi practice. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair. I just, I literally just wrote a uh, blog post about Dooku's falling to the dark side, and I've never, I haven't read Dooku Lost, so I only based it off my knowledge from Master and Apprentice. So I'm hoping that people will like chime in on the blog or on Instagram and be like, "Here's what happened with this," so that I can know, because I don't have time to read Dooku Lost right now. I've got literally so many books I'm trying to finish. (laughs) (laughs) I've got like a bunch of them right here. Those are just crap novels. I've got a whole shelf that I installed for them. Yeah, yeah. Just it's for just, them. I still haven't even read the Darth Vader comics because I'm trying to finish Master and Apprentice. I have, them. I have them right over there. In the yeah, I only have the I only have one of the like big book, so I'm still missing the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, I bought a bunch of them off of Amazon because you know I'm not you know the best. Like, I'm, I won't say I'm not the best re- reader. I just don't really like sitting down and mm-hmm. getting nitty gritty. But I do, I do like pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I love that. I'm like Gaston. It's like, how can you read this? There aren't even any pictures. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Um, <laughs> what is your favorite lightsaber battle? Favorite lightsaber battle. <clears throat> um, honestly, I, I don't really, I don't want to sound too like cliche, but the Maul versus Ahsoka fight that happened very recently. I don't know if it was yeah. just from the mocap, but something about it just seemed. It was, like, short and sweet. Actually, I want to change that. Okay. I want to change that because I thought about it a little bit more. Obi-Wan versus Maul in Star Wars Rebels. Nice. I think, although it's not, like, a lightsaber battle, mm-hmm. it was still a fight quick, but it was still a fight. Yeah. And it still was such a beautiful, poetic moment, which I'd like to discuss later in this character analysis, you know. Absolutely. Um, Mine is, I mean, mine is Maul, Duel of the Fates. So, and that I feel like is a classic, yeah, but, and it's always the, that's such an easy go-to, like, it was so epic, and I'm like, but I love, I love it. That is the reason that I got into Star Wars. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, I literally was a small child and was like, yes! So, like, Yes, exactly. The How same I... exact way. Just seeing that. Yeah. My eyes were like, <gasps> like, bulging out of my head, like, the end of Indiana Jones <laughs> when they were looking at the Ark of the Covenant. Just, yeah. oh, look at this cool thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Um, only, you know, 14, 13, <laughs> like 14 years later, I actually do get a double-bladed lightsaber in the yeah. Black Series. I yeah, really. I can actually have that. <laughs> um, like what keeps you coming things. back to Star Wars? I never left. <laughs> That's fair. Um, I guess I would say if there were, it would be just how expansive the story is, because I certainly don't know everything. I know mm-hmm. a decent amount. I don't want to toot my own horn and say that I have a big brain. But toot, toot. <laughs> but it seems like, you know, every month there's going to be, like, a new comic series, a new book, a new... Even stuff by the fans, you know? Something that got me inspired to actually continue working on my... Um, is that a little... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so he doesn't you know, work anymore. Um, I was trying to use him, but he doesn't work. <laughs> So, um, something that got me going back on working on my Commander Cody kit was I was watching one of the recent videos from Rex and the Round, and it was when he was suiting up in Captain Rex, and then him suiting up for, I can't remember if it was him, someone else, but it was Commander, or Captain Vaughn from, mm-hmm. from the Mandalore, Siege of Mandalore. Yeah. So... I saw like how they kind of worked together, and I had all the supplies. I was <laughs> I was just kind of lazy with it, so I um I got up, I started working on it, and I've made incredible progress so far. I think it might just be done, you know, nice. hopefully by the like midway of next month. That's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah, that's definitely it's it's a challenge that I didn't know I was going to take on when I started going to conventions was cosplay. And, like, oh, there's a bug. Sorry. <laughs> um, so, I just didn't ever think that I was going to be a cosplayer. I thought, like, going and meeting celebrities and, like, buying stuff at booths would be cool enough as it is. And it is, for sure. And there are days where I don't go in cosplay, so I can do all of that. But creating, like, getting Kira, like, I just bought Kira um, outright. But I had to, like... Yeah, I had to, like, edit the accessories. Um, I met cool cosplayers that told me how to edit the accessories to fit them better to me. And I've still got to, like, I'm I'm now leveling it up to 501st uh, CRL so that I can get approved. So it's still, it's such an adventure and it's so cool that that can bring you into the universe. So I love that part of it. I can't wait to see Cody when you're done with him. He's on his way. Right now, I'm really just trying to make it a grunt, just a bare-bones grunt, yeah. just to kind of, you know, get it together, because there aren't a lot of, you know, pictures mm-hmm. or videos on how to mm-hmm. do little fine details, but I might just ask my friend to, like, 3D print some stuff for me. Yeah, true. We'll see how that goes once this whole fun time uh, <laughs> yeah. comes rolling around, but um, the 501st has really been an incredible experience that I don't think I would the same person at all without mm-hmm. because not only is it you know it's, it's star wars we're all just a bunch of nerds with a lot of money and free time well not a lot of money but <laughs> yeah some some pocket change some spare bills lying around and yeah a lot of free time and um what really inspired me uh, did, do you mind if i go off a little bit on no first? go for it it was um 2011 which was my best Disney trip ever. It was Star Wars weekend. We first thing that happened was we were on a, our local news channel, believe it or not. Oh, cool. There was like a little podium 
and they were like, hey, do you guys want to be on the news? I have, like, a video of it and everything, but That's cool. I was 11. I was a little 11-year-old. It was on my dad's birthday, believe it or not, but um, we, uh, it was going to be, like, the 501st parade that they have during the Star Wars weekend. Yeah. And um, they had that whole thing. And just seeing all those characters, and, like, I waved to them, and they waved back. Mm-hmm. And it was just such an incredible experience. And, like, oh, I don't want to make it, like, and that was my heroic story. But, it, like, from that moment forward, it kind of inspired me to make people feel the same way that I felt. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt so happy. I didn't have a worry in the world. Everything was amazing. Yeah. And I wanted to let other people feel that. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what started my, um, as soon as I come of age, I'm joining these guys. Yeah. So that was always on the back burner. And then in 2017, I was getting a little bit more back into Star Wars, you know, what with like Rogue One coming out, that mm-hmm. really started kicking <laughs> off my, uh, my love of Star Wars again. So that brought me to... 501st again, mm-hmm. looking at Instagram accounts. I followed, you know, Rexing Around, um, Calm Snips. I, I followed a lot of people. And believe it or not, I followed, like, um, Grace before I even, like, knew her. I, yeah. Uh, I was following her because she was an awesome Padme. Yeah. But, um, we, well, I was just, you know, it was always on the back burner. I liked looking at that stuff. I messaged a few people, just like, oh, the, how did, where did you get your costume? Just little, little guy stuff. Yeah. Then one day, I was at the mall, and my mom just called me, and I was like, hey, uh, when you come home, just know that the family's out at a barbecue. Just uh, just letting you know, if you want to come by, go ahead. And I was like, should I? And I was like, yeah, I'll go, I'll go. So then I went there, mm-hmm. and I noticed one guy had one of the like vacation shirts oh yeah for the jolly roger uh, detachment for mm-hmm. all the tie pilots and i was like like i went to the guy hosting the party and i was like hey man is that gonna be the 501st i was like yeah i'll bring it right to him <laughs> <laughs> so then i talked to him uh he goes by bro he used to be the uh the uh commanding officer the ceo of uh, the northeast remnant my garrison and he was like, yeah, man, here's this, here's that, here's the website, I'll email this to you. I was just giving everything, and I was like, eh. like <laughs> Okay. Uh, like, two weeks after that, I purchased my first kit, uh, a New Hope TK. Wow. I was 17, I didn't know what I was doing, it was like in the fall, to, like, I think it was like November. So, I worked on that over through Christmas, and my birthday's in May, so... I had like six months to do that before I could get approved. And I got it done in about, I think it was March of 2018 I got it done. Mm-hmm. So I just had it around, I went to a few events, like I don't want to expose the secrets, but they let me go because I, I still had a costume. Right. So I uh, went to a couple events. It was the best feeling like of my life. I bet. Oh. Being able to see... Like, not only kids, but adults alike, be like, whoa, Star Wars! And, like, that's one of those universal things that a lot of people can relate to. And being, like, a conduit of expressing that kind of relatability, that joy, that, like, glue, that whole, the the force that binds the galaxy together. Yeah. 
I was a part of that. Mm -hmm. And that made me feel so happy. That's awesome. And what with recent times, a lot of 501st events have been canceled, Mm -hmm. which is unfortunate. I haven't really been able to see my buddies, but we still keep in contact on Facebook, whatever. We're still, you know, around. But I'm really starting to miss them, and I really cannot wait to get back to it. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Um, Definitely, for those of you that aren't aware, um, Brody's Instagram has a lot of his TK pics, so if you're interested in seeing what the 501st lifestyle is like, (laughs) that's where you can find it. (laughs) I haven't, like, posted a picture in months. (laughs) Honestly, it's so hard. I've just been reposting a lot because I'm like, I don't feel like getting (laughs) dressed up and going outside to take a picture for my Instagram feed. Like, who cares? With, like, the the ABCs and the pictures, like, use for... Tuscan Raider. <laughs> yeah, I'm literally just like, I've got to figure out where I can put it. I tried to, like, when we started doing that, I was like, uh, <laughs> okay, like, thought I would have plenty, but I did not. Um, yeah, you were just like, I don't want to recycle. Yep. It was like, A is for Ahsoka, and then it's like, T is for Tano. Yeah, I was picture. like, <laughs> this is the same thing with a different letter. <laughs> yeah, it was... It was rough. I literally, I had the Tuscan Raider picture saved for tea, and then I don't even remember what I used for tea. But I was like, I think you I'm, skipped like three days, and it was like I'm an tea, idiot. UV, and like, I did Tuscan Raider, Vetter <laughs> Star Destroyer. Yeah, it was like ridiculous. But you know what? I got it done, and now I don't have to do it, it anymore. You did it. You did it. Proud of you. Yeah. The easier one was on the Kessel Run Weekly page. That one was easy because I wanted to shout out other people. So that I could just that, do literally like, anything. Like. Um, okay, if you could own any creature, own. So, like, rideable, pet, uh, decoration. If you could own any creature, uh, what would it be? No way. I want to keep, I want to keep my friends. <laughs> um, like, you mean a creature, right? Not like yeah. an alien? Yes. A You're creature. talking about creatures like Rancors, Nexu. Yeah. Acklay. Mm-hmm. Um... What would I keep? That's actually a very good question. I love that question. Um, I gotta like, look around, see if there's anything specific <laughs> that I've ever like related to. I know. I guess, um, as a kid, my favorite creature was always the Acklay mm-hmm. from Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. Probably because the way it sounded like that. Yeah. Like, and it has it's a terrifying. Less like crab claws, like yeah, running out, trying to stab you. <laughs> so cool, and he, and he was green, which was my favorite color at the time. So like, that was. I was like, a cool, green, scary thing. Yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing that for the first time, and you know when it goes down into the sand, and the sand kind of goes over the camera, and it looks red? I thought Obi-Wan died. <laughs> I remember being small and being like, what? And being like, that was too easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was upset and then he it, like the camera moved and i was like it was just sand. Oh. it was just the red sand of geonosis yeah for a second you thought it was just you know like an after effects yep. splatter of blood yep sure did <laughs> it was horrendous but i oh made it <laughs> yeah um what color would your lightsaber be green Wow, that was so fast. Okay, why? Well, I've always wanted a green lightsaber when I was a kid, so, and that point still stands. Hopefully when I go to Galaxy's Edge, I get to get a, uh, 
green crystal, but if not, I would just buy one. Yeah, true. That's fair. I mean, we all have our color. I always answer red. Because, just... well, because you're, you're the Sith Lord. I am. Thank you. <laughs> I can't wait she to... She is the Sith Lord. Cosplay as Sith Lord. I'm so excited. Okay. You should honestly do, like, Saber Guild or something. Like, I feel like you would totally rock it at, like, Saber Guild or custom, you know, Sith. Do yeah, I've I've thought about that. I because I know that um like Darth Talon is a common um lady Leku Sith <laughs> that they do, but I don't know if I want to invest in getting some Leku. I mean, I probably will eventually because that's what cosplay is gonna do to me. But I feel like I want to be a form of Sith Lord. That's not necessarily. Oh God, I don't know. I do want to do a Darth Maul one, but I also want well, to do my own. Have you ever seen that uh, cosplay that does like a female Darth Maul, and she's super killer at it? I think so. I think I know who you're talking about. She looks awesome. Or even you could do your own Night Sister in some way, like a yeah. Night Sister Asajj Ventress assassin style. Yeah, I was gonna do a, and this is just me being stupid, but also I love the idea of it. But I was gonna do a Night Sister Harley Quinn cross. Um, so, like, Night Sister outfit in Harley Quinn colors with Harley Quinn, like, makeup and paint and stuff, but, like, right. Night Sister attire, and, and I was like, like the, the markings. Yeah. I like how their markings are a little bit more subtle while, yeah. um, you know, the Dathomirians, who we'll be talking about, the Zabrax, they have a bit more defined lines. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pumped. But that's a much more complicated cosplay that will happen eventually. <laughs> Um, Hope so. I want to see it. Yeah, I've got some planning to do. Um, so let's start simple. For those of you um, that haven't listened to a character chat yet, this is where we're going to get into the character specifics. Um, Brody, thank you for doing that intro interview. I love just having the audience be able to get to know us as podcasters better. Um, but we'll jump right into Darth Maul. Um, starting simple, why do you think that Maul wanted to trick people into trusting him Rather than being honest. Um, I, I guess it's not like, simple, but... <laughs> I feel like he really doesn't see other people as, you know, allies. More like tools. Like, even how Snoke was like, Do you wonder why we keep a rabbit cur on a string like this? Because if sharpened, it could be a good tool or something like that. Like, he mm -hmm. just saw them as instruments to his master plan. Yeah. And no matter how he got them that doesn't matter. It was just, he got them, they're part of his plan now, whether they know it or not, that's, that was his way of seeing the cogs in the machine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, another kind of simple question, but do you think anything scares Darth Maul? Um, I think really after... He went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Sidious in Clone Wars. I would say the Sith would really, you know, affect him because they did leave him behind. They did kill his brother. They did, you know, all that stuff to him. So I feel like he never really wanted to take on the Sith without help. Mm -hmm. He's always wanted, you know, Ahsoka. He wanted Ezra. He wanted those characters because he knew he couldn't take on the Sith alone. He was afraid of them. So, he needed allies in order to, you know, destroy the Sith. 
That's true. That's true. Because when I when I wrote the question, I was thinking about um, in season seven, those last four episodes about how when he like brings up the plan, he he you see his fear in his face um, when he's yeah, like, and he stutters when he says Sidious, like, no, yeah, Sidious. Yeah, like and I was just he's like disgusted by Ooh. this guy because he literally threw him out of windows, killed his like only blood. With it, like in front of him, yeah. Um, he he really janked him up. Yeah. And not not to mention he replaced him like, over with and over again. Who he he didn't even like care. Yeah. It was like this guy's heartless. He's cruel. He's just a like a warmonger. He's been controlling everything. Mm-hmm. Screw this guy. I hate him, but I'm looking for him alone. True. True. Yeah. I. That was probably one of my biggest things that I noticed in that because, like I have said time and time again, he's my favorite character, um, and more so now than ever because we've been given so much content around him um, that's letting us dive deeper into him, and yet there's still room for more information about him, which is just cool. Um, but speaking of like kind of that relationship to Palpatine, um, and you know I love a good hypothetical, so do yes, you? Yeah, do you think that without betrayal that he's faced, would he have still been as vengeful as we see? In what regard to the betrayal, do you mean when Sidious attacked him? Kind of all of it, any of it. So, like, if none of that had ever happened, if he had, let's say, so I know, remember, I don't know if this is canon or not, so you can jog my memory, but remember when um, people were saying, it might have been in a comic or a book, that Palpatine, like, took Maul as a baby? Mm-hmm. Well, not as a baby, as a very young kid. Little boy. Um, like, seven. Right. So, like, he was built up to be this thing via Palpatine, and then Palpatine's turned his back on him, um, his family, basically, you know, he goes back and... He's just, they're all like, here, we're gonna, we're gonna kind of help you, but, like, we're also doing it for ourselves. Um, and then Palpatine again, continuously. So without Palpatine's betrayal, um, what do you think would have happened to Maul? How would he have reacted and been as a, as an apprentice, as maybe just even as a Daphimirian? So you kind of have options to pick from. What do you, what do you think his life would have been like? Well... I certainly think if Maul, like, here's a couple, like, theories. Mm-hmm. If Maul stayed on Dathomir, never got picked up by Sidious, he probably would take the place of Brother Viscus, who was the, you know, kind of like the wrinkly, older mm-hmm. knight brother that was, like, that allowed Ventress to take Savage. Like, mm-hmm. that was him. That was Brother Viscus. But, um, I feel like he would take the place as, like, head chieftain. He would be the strongest there is. I think even, like, Savage as an apprentice would probably come around because he was, like, the second strongest, mm-hmm. all the things considering. <laughs> but if he, I guess, never lost his legs and never got abandoned in the yeah. first place by Palpatine, succeeded with killing Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he did kill Qui-Gon, but killing Obi-Wan. Right. It would just kind of go back to... There were very little witnesses to seeing Maul 
the word of the Sith would not go around as much, and they would still stay very hidden. Mm, mm-hmm. Like, I even think that Maul, after doing that, he might be like, all right, now those witnesses. <clears throat> now he goes to Padme after, you know, and Captain Panaka after they, like, siege the Numoidians in the yeah. throne room. If he, he just... Finally, now the Sith are secret again, mm-hmm. and the Trade Federation is back online. True, Anakin would have, you know, be blown up the ship and still be taught, but not by Qui Gon or Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. So, Anakin would probably be taught by someone else. Darth Maul would still be the apprentice. Count Dooku might still inherit his riches, but not be tempted to the dark side by Palpatine. So, good point. There are a lot of benefactors. Yeah. And even in some comics, Maul has been shown to be stronger than Dooku. So they might even be more successful, not even need the clones to overthrow. But that plan was already kind of solidified back in um, a little after Phantom Menace. Yeah, it's that was one of the reasons I wanted to ask the question, because it's such a broad... There's the ability to have broad answers, because he faced so many different things at different times. <clears throat> where if one event had changed, it could have changed everything, or it could have just tweaked his attitude a little bit differently, you know? Um, so after everything Maul went through, now we're, like, kind of back in the real timeline. After he went through all of that, his loyalty seemed to shift a few times um, from himself to Savage to Palpatine to himself. Um, who do you think he was the most loyal to and why? I really think he was most loyal to, don't want to sound pretentious here, but the dark side. He was always attuned to it. Mm-hmm. He never really gone near the light. True, he was never a vicious animal at all times, mm-hmm. like Savage Oppressman. But it was the dark side that kept him alive. It was yeah. his thirst for revenge that kept him alive on Lothomine. And you know, just struggling, barely able to get scraps of food just to survive, but just his hatred, his bloodlust, his anger fueled his soul to keep going. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of always how it's been. Even in Star Wars Rebels, he went to um, Malachor Mm -hmm. to uh, seek knowledge to destroy the Sith. He still, you know, hated them as well as still plotting revenge for Obi-Wan Kenobi, which he still lingered on to. That's his purpose. It's his life. It's probably one of the only things he genuinely respects mm-hmm. because the dark True. side has always been with him and has never betrayed him. Yeah. That's such a good point because I didn't even, when I was writing the question, didn't even think about that because I, I wrote my answer and I said, like, I think he's loyal to himself because at the end of the day, no matter who he was fighting for or with, when push came to shove, he was out for Kenobi because that was his own, like, goal. But the dark side makes a lot of sense. Huh? He did stick his neck out for, like, Savage a lot of times. Right. And it's, it's interesting to think about how he cared so much about Savage and how until Savage, we didn't know that he even had that ability, really. You know? Like, we just thought he was angry. <laughs> I think mean, he is, I but... I might even be, like, the longest uh, character analysis is going to go, because it's already been, like, what, 
of some odd minutes. It's all right. It's okay. We're, we've all, I've only got a few more questions, and then we can jump into anything that you want to mention before we're done. So we're almost right. there. This one might be a redundant question as far as, like, stuff we've already talked about, but I'll ask it anyways. Um, so if I'm correct, there was no real trigger for him to want to test himself against the Jedi. He just always wanted to do that um, because he repeats it in the films, in TV, and in the comics. I even flipped through my comic to double check um, before this. So why do you think his goal was to just test himself against the Jedi? Like, who cares, do you, you know? Mean, are you referring to when he was like, at last we will reveal ourselves, at last we will have revenge. Yeah. Like, that kind of scene? <laughs> yeah, that kind of stuff. That was explained in a comic. It was like Star Wars Adventures Darth Maul, where okay. cool. it was Palpatine when Maul was still kind of like a teenager and was like late teens. Mm-hmm still an apprentice, was like, why are we here, Master? He went to Malachor, mm-hmm. and they saw all the petrified Jedi and Sith alike that were all missed the combat that were frozen by mm-hmm. Sith Temple weapon. Ooh. And it was like, Master, why are we here? Why, like, why did you bring me? And it's like, because I want you to see what the Jedi have done. So then it was like, relax, meditate, see what happened, like, touched, like, a lightsaber <gasps> on the ground. Oh, no. And he saw all of the horrible things that the Jedi did, because it was an assault mm-hmm. on the Sith Temple, and it was just, you know, they weren't expecting it. Right. The Jedi were winning, and in a last-ditch last effort, their Sith Lord at the time activated the weapon and just killed so many Jedi as well as Sith. Dang. There was no other choice. Those Sith would have been eradicated. Yeah. And the Jedi would have stood. So they thought, you know, let the Jedi stand, like, let the Jedi fall. Yeah. Because we just don't want them out there. Yeah. This was a self-sacrifice. That's crazy. So then Maul was like, why would they do this? Why would this happen? And it's like, it's like, because the Jedi are corrupt. They have a skewed vision on peace and justice. And it's like, it's like then we must have revenge. That's so cool that you know that. Like, <laughs> That was that was his motivation to saying, "At last, we will have our revenge, mm-hmm. our revenge." You mm-hmm. and me were Sith. They yeah. really disrespected us. Like, imagine someone, you know, yeah. great great grandfather mm-hmm. got you know hurt by this other great great grandfather. So you duke it out with their great great grandkids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. That's that's their motivation. That's it. Okay, what that's good that? to know. Yeah, the I didn't know any of that. Grandchildren know exactly the same exact thing that the great grandparents did. Mm-hmm. Of course. So it's kind of like they're the same thing. The Jedi have always been following the same path. They're gonna do it again. Mm-hmm. So let's get our revenge. Got it. Got it. Good to know. See, we learn new things every day. That I mean, that was always my question. I was always like, why is he so mad at the Jedi? Like, what's the point? That makes he so saw, much more sense. Saw them. Like the Battle of Malachor. Being rude. It was like, this is terrible. Yeah. They did this. It's so funny, the two sides of each (laughs) (laughs) coin. Get up. Yeah, oh my god. Um, So this one's more, these two are kind of more, I don't want to say upbeat, but less about his anger and more about, like, his story. Um, So he's teamed up with a lot of people. We've seen him team up with people in Rebels. We've seen him kind of team team up with Ahsoka. Um, on and off, really, uh, teamed up with Asajj, and even with Cad Bane and Aura Singh in their little band of people. Um, <clears throat> what was your favorite team-up? 
team up. I would probably say I really enjoyed the assault on Mandalore mm-hmm. with Deathwatch and the Pikes and the Black Sun. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really interesting mm-hmm. in how Deathwatch was just kind of like, thanks for helping us, but skedaddle, but they still, Maul was like, I challenge you to combat, yeah. and still became ruler of Mandalore, which eventually went down in the history books. Yeah. Because the siege of Mandalore did. So, so he was with everyone it. knew yeah. that Maul was the ruler, mm-hmm. but then again, it's like Mandalorian literature is far and few between you know? true yeah yeah that when i was thinking about like just his life in general his team-ups have always been my favorite parts of his story like just seeing i mean seeing him in rebels was a revelation in and of itself but him and that's what led me to think about like the the way that he manipulates people into being on his side rather than just being honest with them and it's like i mean he does that all the time and yeah, for especially the f- to young, impressionable, blue-haired kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Good guy, Kanan. I promise I'm going to find you. Oh my gosh. Who, who was I watching the other day? That I was watching She-Ra and the Princesses of Power, and Taylor Gray voices the young king in that show, and he said Some something... Ages. That sounded just like as I mean he sounds like Ezra because he is, but like the mm. the fluctuation in his voice and I was like, what? <laughs> it took just me a like, minute. Mm, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. I like astral projected, <laughs> and I was like, oh okay. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, okay, kind of another like fun one, a big theory one that I just love. Um, we don't know much of anything about his rule of Crimson Dawn. We just know that he. With Dryden Voss no longer a, like, pipeline version of a leader, um, it's now just going to be him and Kira, technically. Um, we've only seen him form the Shadow Collective, and only really briefly in the the knowledge of him gathering all of them together. So what do you think is next for Maul? You can just go wild. Well, there are a few benefactors, because... We know pretty much every chapter of Maul's life, except mm-hmm. between the Solo mm-hmm. and the end of Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Because in the end of Clone Wars, during the um, the Martez sisters arc, and that's just what I call it, I don't mm-hmm. know what else to call it, the yeah. Syndicate arc. No, it's a good one. A good title for When it. they saw the Martez sisters arc, when Ahsoka was just sneaking through placing all the bombs, she saw, well, heard Maul, didn't really know that it was him. Mm-hmm. And he was like, like I hope you don't, like, like I hope you don't interfere with the plans of Crimson Dawn mm-hmm. or something like that. And he, like, Crimson Dawn existed mm-hmm. at that time. What was it? Yeah. Because if it wasn't just you know, the um, the Shadow Collective, just you know, turned into that. Right. What could it have been? And even in I think it was episode two of the Siege of Mandalore arc. We got to see Dryden Voss in one of the yeah. holograms. He's yeah. like, I just told all of the crime like syndicates to go underground. So we're going to... So they're underground. So perhaps Crimson Dawn already existed. Mm-hmm. And it might have been, you know, claimed by Maul being like, hey, I'll be your new leader or something like that. The same route that, you know, um, he did with the Pikes and with the uh, Black Sun. Mm-hmm. In some regard, like, look, I'm a Sith. 
I've got a lot of power. I've got a big plan. Yeah. Let me be part of Crimson Dawn with you. So, really, he might just be the secret puppet master. Like, it might just be, like, you know, a puppet boss. Like, oh, I'm the, I'm the leader of Black Sun. It's like, I'm the leader of the bikes. And, but really, it's Maul who controls everything. He's yeah. the one behind the string. He's the, yeah. the one pulling the strings on this operation. He learned from the best, so, being Palpatine's apprentice, you know. Exactly. So, he's got that from him. So, mm. I think... Crimson Dawn is just one of the crime factions that he owns. Mm -hmm. And then with Kira and how she... I think she's going to be the new puppet leader Mm -hmm. of Crimson Dawn. I feel like that's kind of obvious. It's like, you and I are going to be working much more closely. So spooky. So spooky. It's like, what does that mean? What does that mean? What are we doing next? for a second somebody the other day was like kira didn't have to do my man hom like that i was like excuse me (laughs) i was like i'm sorry i wish people that were listening could see my hand gestures i was like hold on she saved his life so many times (laughs) she saved his life she loved him she protected him she also whooped his butt and she let him get away to safety and you want to tell me that Darth Maul's yeah from Darth Maul that was the ultimate protection. You can't just be running from Maul and think you're gonna get away with it. That's the last person that you want to be on the run from. Yeah, Darth Maul. So anybody that's got a problem with Kira can slide into my DMs and we'll have a discussion. (laughs) Kira is a great character. I think she really looked out for. This is becoming a character analysis on Kira. I know. So, <laughs> I need. So I can't wait Corellia to have that. Would be the, would be, what were they called? Bog rats or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. The Octobogdos. Octobogdos. So, the, um, so I think Kira I is now the new Dryden boss. Yeah. And Maul is still in control of the Pikes, the Black Sun, the mm-hmm. this, the that. Yes. Yeah, he's the big boss. No, I agree. There was entirely. actually there was actually a story. I, I might be remembering it wrong, so if anyone wants to, like, fact-check me, forgive me. But mm-hmm. it was, like, Maul's first Jedi kill. Mm-hmm. It was a Jedi Padawan, mm-hmm. and she was kidnapped, and she was going to be sold to one of the crime syndicates. Yeah, that's but in my then, my uh, my comic. It's in the comic. Yeah, she got, you know, picked out by someone, Maul killed that guy, and then, you know, wanted to kill the Padawan, and so he did. Mm-hmm. So, he already kind of knew something about crime syndicates long before he even created the Shadow Collective. Yeah, So true. that might have, in some way, inspired him mm-hmm. to really put through with his plan to siege Mandalore, to get revenge, to move the galaxy. I don't even think he wanted to move the galaxy. I think yeah, he just wanted know. revenge. Yeah, I, yeah, that was my and biggest thing about him. while he's at it. <laughs> and also being amazing, yeah. Just I, being, like, like, rich, I'm famous, I know 
all of the spice. I own all of it. It yeah. is mine. Yeah. I think he, yeah, just, like, not even the power of, like, the galaxy. He just wanted to, like, be a contender, you know? He just wanted yeah, to be, like, look at my power like, that I have. He wanted to be in the galaxy. He mm-hmm. wanted his footprint to be pressed into the cement of yeah. the path of the galaxy, which it certainly has. Yeah, I was going to say, it sure is now. <laughs> All right, do you have any last-minute thoughts on Darth Maul before we close out the discussion? All right, I, I have, like, a couple offhand. Bring it on. So, I remember there was the Son of Dathomir, which are the comics, which are the only comics that are Dark Horse that are canon. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think they straight up say that Maul is the son of Mother Talison, like, born through blood, and that Savage is really his brother. Mm-hmm. But that, like, provokes the question. Maul said that he had a real name in Rebels, and he was like, I had a real name once, but it's been long forgotten. Now they call me Maul. <gasps> You're so is right. His la- is his last name Opress? Is Mother Talzin, they... is Talzin a first name? Didn't they give him the name Savage Opress? Like, no, Savajo Press was his name because oh, at work, you're nothing right. was happening at work, so I just decided to watch the whole episode of Disney Plus. Nice. But it, he was talking to his brother Ferry, and it was like, do you think we'll make it out of this? And it's like, trust me, Savage. I'm like, I've got this. So his name was always Savage. Right, right. But I think his last name was probably Opress. That's. Like, I feel like his Fair. name always was. I don't think Opress is, you know, a title yeah, of sorts yeah. or an inherited name like Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. That's so interesting to think about. I don't know. I've never even thought about that fact. Because Maul did say he had a real name, and now they call him Maul. Yeah. He wasn't always just Maul. Yeah. And, you know, it's like Count Dooku's uh, Sith name is Darth Tyrannus. But his name isn't Tyrannus. Yeah. So is Darth Maul just Darth Maul? They, they just call him Maul now? Formerly, formerly Darth, now just Maul. <laughs> from, yeah. From Rebels. Yeah. I, oh, that's such a good question. I don't know, and I want to know what his real name is. What if his name's, like, Mike? <laughs> Greg. Um, <laughs> Greg Opress. Greg Opress. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to know. Greg Opress. <laughs> Hi, uh, Greg. Will, uh, will Greg Opress please? I'm sorry. Okay, taking attendance. Greg, present. <laughs> um, he's just like a big Poindexter. Yeah. Glasses. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Yeah, I want to know what his real name is. Oh. I think we should really uh, yell at Dave Filoni for that one. Yeah, Since, I need you know, to know. We're all best friends with Dave Filoni. Yeah, we'll just um, send him a quick email. <laughs> yeah, quick email. Like, Hello, Dave Filoni. Yeah. This is the group, Cuss Run Weekly. And we were wondering if we could get the inside scoop on Darth Maul's real name. Because you, as per your writing, you have eluded that he has a real name. A real and now name. he's just Maul. What is it? Tell us. Oh and if, if he doesn't have a current name, let us suggest one. Gregory. <laughs> Gregory Opress. Yeah. Can you imagine? Go to Dathomir High. Um, 
another question, or I guess another query I have is, um, in Star Wars Rebels and Star Wars The Clone Wars, Mm -hmm. to show off his metal legs, Darth Maul, or not Darth Maul, Maul, Mm -hmm. just wears shorts. How many Star Wars characters actually wear shorts? (laughs) Or at least, like, knee-high pants, like... Funny. And for some reason, my brain went to Miku from uh, Resistance. But doesn't he wear a jumpsuit? He had a jumpsuit. He had yeah. a jumpsuit. For some reason, I saw him as like wearing like an old timey swimsuit looking thing, like short <laughs> I mean, sleeve jumpsuit. Totally he totally would. He totally would. I love would. Miku. I feel like Miku would be that character to be like, "Hello." Yeah. Like, my new garments, and then it's just like you get to see his knees and his elbows, yeah. and he's like, "I think it's rather breezy." You're just like, "That would yeah. be Miku." That's so funny. It's so true. Oh, man. I don't know. There's got to be somebody else. Let's think. Insert Um, Jeopardy music here. Uh, (laughs) That's such a good question. I'm trying to think because, like, everyone just wears formal pants. Yeah. I'm looking this up, too. We're Googling. Cool. Going to Google, Star Wars characters that wear shorts. I wore, I, wore, I, I typed in shirts. <laughs> All of them. Oh my god, pink, pink, uh, boom, pink shorts, boom guy popped up on mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, if you guys are listening and you don't know who pink shorts, boom guy is, please Google. Pay your respects. Yeah. It's only, oh my god, it's only, like, showing products of, like, shorts with Star Wars prints. <laughs> That's funny yeah. that we got different results, though. Yeah, exactly. Maz Kanata doesn't, does she? No. No. She wears, like, oak coveralls or something. Yeah. Um, does Jason a- Sandula? <laughs> Jason Sandula wore shorts? I don't know. Does he? Let's find out. Images. I don't think we get a full picture of him. Clothing. Go, uh, I'm on the Star Wars fandom Wikipedia page for clothing. Nice. Uh. Hmm. Not helping. Because everyone either wears, like, pants or robes or, like, I don't know, uh, Slave Leia suits. It's like yeah. there's no shorts in the Star Wars universe. No, other what than is Darth this? Maul's. Only Darth Maul is the only Star Wars character that wears shorts. And if anyone, anyone can find any instance of someone, wait, this is a revelation. <laughs> Bosk and Zeb, technically. Technically Zeb. Technically Zeb. Because they go Bosk. down to his, like, digigrade legs. <gasps> Bosk wears shorts? Let's look. Oh! Well, it's, kind of like a, it's like a jumpsuit, like but his ankles are exposed. Yeah. Like capris. Capri Bosk. Yeah, they're like capris. <laughs> what if... <laughs> How do you like my capris? <laughs> I got them at, um... What was the place? Sun Coast. <laughs> I guess that's it, isn't it? I'm a coupon hunter. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, what about that fat trend ocean that stole (laughs) R2-D2? I don't even remember that. Um, 
remember yeah, that guy's he, name. I, I think he wore shorts. <laughs> Probably. I think, I think Trandoshans just need their ankles to breathe, because every time I think of Trandoshan, they're wearing shorts, I think. Yeah, I that's true. Tran... Trandoshan. Trandoshan short wearing. But you know what? That works. Yeah, a lot, of them, a lot of the art that they have, they're wearing shorts. All right, Trandoshans okay. are the short wearers in the Star Wars I universe. Be, oh my goodness, there's this one. It honestly looks more like an Argonian, but it has like these striped pants. What's up with that? Oh, weird. I love it. Right? There aren't enough stripes in Star Wars. There need to be more stripes. There needs to be like a Beetlejuice character in Star Wars. Absolutely. We need like definitely a Beetlejuice, but like all the official art that shows Trandoshans, they have shorts. All right. Trandoshans are summary. In summary, Trandoshans and Darth Maul wear shorts. You know, they have horns and stuff. Both wear shorts. They need their legs to horns equal shorts because they both have O R. I think we just cracked the Star Wars code. We don't do anything now. We, we just get like simultaneous emails from Lucasfilm, and it's like you need to delete this podcast yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like the the, the audio that's like FBI. So, well, that's so any funny. Any other questions I might ask about Maul mm-hmm. is. Um, what would you say is your favorite thing that he did as, like, you know, in an action, whether swift or thorough? Like, what do you think was his favorite just thing that he has done within the Star Wars universe? Hmm. Because <laughs> uh, he's pulled a lot of crazy stunts. He's done crazy stuff. I'll be honest with you. I think I, I like to keep it, like, classic. What I saw in Phantom Menace and what I saw in his fight with Ahsoka, there's this move, and I'm sure Ray Park knows the official name of it because he does it. He's the one that did it. It's where he, like, leaps and, like, half turns and then jabs down. <laughs> Do you know yeah, what I'm talking about? Exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, it's my move. favorite move. It's so clean and so quick. And he does it, like, three times in the fight with Ahsoka. Yeah. And I was like, yes! I, nice! I like I like when he does the little kicks, the little midair kicks. Yeah. Uh, when he's like lunging at Ahsoka. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it. He does it like he does that three times as well, where he has the little like kick out, kick in, kick out, kick in. Yeah. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, I love but, it. I I'm mean, fascinated like, by it. I mean, like an orchestrated event, not hmm. just his martial arts. Like when he did this. Like oh, I loved it when he did this. What yeah. Was my favorite moment. This is going to take me a minute. Do you already have yours while I think about it? I do. Them? Okay. And tell- it's very recent. Take it away. It was, it was during the Siege of Mandalore arc when mm-hmm. Darth Maul, or I keep saying Darth Maul, Maul mm-hmm. he uh, destroyed the hyperdrive. That was a very, like, star killer moment for me. Yeah. Like, and also the hallway scene. The hallway scene... Something about Darksiders and Hallways, they always coincide really, really well. They do great Darth in Hallways. Darth Vader had his mall had to, like, rip the panels off and just went, like, like holding them out. Like, not even holding them out like Iron Man. He was mm-hmm. holding them out just like, whatever. Yeah. Just walking on through, slice, slice, and we take your arm, 
got yeah. that. Let me slide on this calm wing. And then he just destroys an up in hyperdrive. Yeah. Like, yeah, and just so takes out the bridge. swiftly. He really is one of the strongest force wielders. Yeah. There are some really crazy cats out there. Yeah, he's awesome. I think that one of my favorite ones, um, and this might be cliche, I mean, if people have ever thought about this th before, but um, in Rebels, in the Twilight of the Apprentice arc, um, not the like because obviously like i'm sure he didn't know that ezra was gonna come in there maybe he did but i think orchestrating the separation of them yeah because i feel like he definitely knew that that was gonna happen like when when kanan and ahsoka showed up he was like all right how can i twist this around and so he i feel like had the plan to fight kanan the whole time i think maul went there with knowing that someone would come there to help him. Right. Whether that was Ezra or not, he had no, yeah. like, I will be visited by Ezra Bridge. <laughs> it, yeah. it was like, like someone will help me mm -hmm. when I go to Malachor. Yeah. So I will. And, you know, Malachor is where he got his bloodlust for the um, Jedi, mm -hmm. but now he's going there to find a way to destroy the Sith. Yeah. The Jedi are already gone. He got yeah. his wishes. And he also had foreseen... Like, you know, the clones performing Order 66. He predicted, you know, the fall of the Jedi was very near. So mm -hmm. the way the Force might talk to him is vague. Like, he might just sleep one day and just like, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, the Jedi, the time of the Jedi is really close to ending. Just so you know, so if you want to work on that, and it's like, I know this now. Yeah. So perhaps he did the same thing. He was sleeping, it's like, hey, some little scrawny blue-haired dude's going to come over to... Malachor and help you out if you go there real fast and Oscar's <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that I think that no matter what the force is telling him and how in tuned with it he is, I think that he always has like <clears throat> small steps that end up being bigger ones. So I think the fight with Kan him orchestrating that fight with Kanan in his mind is probably one of my favorite parts. Simply because then that escalates his story and Kanan's story. Yeah. And I like love that. <clears throat> propels Whether it. you know it or not, Maul is such an important character to everything. Mm -hmm. Like so much, even so many things. Even like Han Solo. Han Solo probably wouldn't be around if Kira ratted him out. Yeah. Back to that Kira conversation, you know, we're talking about how we wouldn't have Han Solo if he was still, you know, under the guise of, or like under the surveillance of mm -hmm. Crimson Dawn. He'd still yeah. be running from that. Yeah, like exactly. Not only would he have the huts to worry about, <laughs> yeah. which he also, which Darth Maul probably also has, like you know, a foot in. He's probably you know got some contacts with Jabba. Oh, definitely. But I, I think one of his most iconic moments is when he goes to the little hut planet to see the hut council. Mm -hmm. He's like, "Tell me where Jabba is," and it's like, "It's like order, whatever hut he is." Like, yeah. So, so you're telling. I will find Chappa in the Chappa's palace. Really? Is that, that Simpsons meme? That, that Simpsons meme where it's like the guy where it's like, huh, how silly of me. How could I never notice? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally. Honestly. Yeah, he's, he's an awesome character. He, I mean, I've said it time and time again. 
He's one of the best, one of my favorites. Um, he not only propels things in the story, but Dave Filoni and Lucasfilm as a whole, taking Maul and opening his story up, is one of the best things they could have ever done for the universe. So Out I'm so thankful. Yeah. So thankful for that. Not only was he, like, blowing your mind in Phantom Menace when that first came out, but knowing that there's more of him, it wasn't just then and done. Mm -hmm. Because when I was a kid, I loved Darth Maul, but that was the only thing of Darth Maul that I could see yes. at the time. I was like, I want to see more of him, just like, he's just like, Rust will have revenge, and then, you know, kills, I sounded more like Qui-Gon there, but <laughs> kills Qui-Gon, gets cut in half, falls on the chute, thought he was dead. Yeah. Thought he was dead forever. Forever. But then, I hear the story running through the rumor mill, like, Darth Maul's back, his brother finds him, and it's like, oh! Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Can we just take one moment to appreciate Spider-Maul? Spider-Maul is incredible. He's insane, but he's incredible. Like, literally insane. Yeah. I, I just love how it looks like it was something at first, but now it's just a spool of wires and metal shards that shake and shudder. God, it's even spooky describing it. My So, I don't think my roommates have seen that arc before, and I can't wait to show it to them. Because oh, yes. I think just, like, the the thought process behind Maul surviving is very, like, surface level for, um, like, a the average fan, the general audience fan. Um, yeah. Because they're just like, well, he's here now, like, cool, I'm just gonna watch what happens, you know? Which is fair oh, entirely. Like the revenge, he's like, revenge, revenge, that's the only thing that's keeping me going. Yeah. Revenge. Yeah, they have no idea how insane he is. <laughs> Quite literally has gone completely insane. Yeah. You know, like the That's far above, far above. Like, <laughs> always remember, I am fear. Always remember, I am nothing. Just, God. you know, totally. You invisible. doing that is aw Like, your your impression is awesome, and it gave me the thought process behind Sam Witwer doing that for the first time. Uh, like, take a moment for that and that. Yeah. Ugh. He's incredible. God, I love him. I, Have you ever seen the video of him screaming Kenobi? I think so. There, there was like a yeah. threat on IGN when he was like, Kenobi, Kenobi, like going yeah. nuts, and you just see his entire face, like, ah, like every vein in his skull, it's so crazy. Yeah, the amount of passion that he feels for like everything that he's nerdy about, and the way that he pushes it into the like into his work is incredible and i'll i started watching um a show called being human on bbc when i was younger and younger i mean that was like a few years ago it wasn't that long ago but um <clears throat> that was where i first saw him and i thought oh this is like a fun show this is cool he's good like i wonder what else he's in and so i started like looking into it and then i start i found like clone wars and all these other things and i just started going down like a sam witwer spiral um but he, his... Did you know Sam Witwer before you really got into Star Wars, or...? I think, I think so. Like, I, being human was my only experience, um, of him before Star Wars. Like, because at that time, I think I was still in high school when I watched Being Human with my mom. Um, it might have been, like, early college, but my mom introduced me to the show. Um... And I was just fascinated by the show in general, and I, like, went down a rabbit hole of searching all the actors and stuff, because that's what I do. <laughs> um, 
So he w that was my first interaction um, as far as seeing him before Star Wars. And then Star Wars hit me, and I was just like, this is amazing. I told him I that when that, I met him. <laughs> I love that he's played only, like, dark side characters, because he's played um, Galen Merrick, the mm -hmm. uh, Star Killer, which, um, by the way, the part in, like, um, when he... I think it's in the second one, and it's like... Um, it's like you're. It was like Vader, and it was like your feelings are not real. Like you are just a clone. It's like your feelings for her are not real. And he's like they are real to me. Yeah. Like just how brutal that sounded. Yeah. The first time I heard that, I got the chills up and down my spine. I was just like, oh, this guy is intense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, I love that. Plays the brother of Mortis, you know, yeah. the, the embodiment of the dark side. And I wonder, since Ahsoka has Morai, you know, and she, Morai has become, she was, you know, it's confirmed that she was the, the daughter. Mm -hmm. What has the brother become? If anything. Yeah, well, I feel perhaps, like maybe that's, maybe that's part of the reason that things get out of balance. Maybe he doesn't become anything. Um, he just is around. Yeah, like, maybe, because, you know, when, um, because people tend to, and there's this is an, actually an episode topic I want to talk to the team about, but, like, there's often the mention of, like, bring balance to the Force, bring balance to this and that, and it's like, Palpatine definitely made the Force unbalanced, or made the, the, the story unbalanced, simply because he was so powerful, and honestly so insane. Like, I feel like his ideas were not force-based. He just manipulated the force. And the force was like, yeah, I hate this. Don't. Yeah. It was just like, oh, I've got this. I may as well use it as well. Right. And I think that, that that Sidious is what made the force unbalanced. But I do think that there's always some emblance of darkness to create balance. Because that's literally what it means. It means that there's equal parts on either side. And... Ray could be that simply because she's a Palpatine, so she probably could use dark forceness stuff <laughs> and balance herself out to bring balance to the Force. Um, because you know, like that's what Anakin says to her when she's trying to get up. It's like bring balance as, as like I did or whatever. And so I, I always think about stuff like that, and I wonder, I wonder if the sun just doesn't have a what's the word reincarnation form yeah well i'd say consider the force is balance mm -hmm. like even snoke said like darkness rises with light to meet it true so that's how it's always been mm -hmm. the jedi they were starting to become corrupt they were starting to you know the jedi order as itself was becoming more of a militia than it was keepers of the peace mm -hmm. so then the dark side overcame that mm -hmm. now the dark side is everywhere Mm -hmm. So then came the return of the Jedi, Luke Skywalker. Destroyed them, there was balance. Mm -hmm. But then Luke started training a whole new group of Jedi. Mm -hmm. and, it's, and just like that, the First Order swoops in, mm -hmm. and that's the new dark side. Yeah. The light side and the dark side aren't good and evil. Mm -hmm. They are just the energies and the wavelengths that require balance, or else chaos will spread across the galaxy. Mm -hmm. And perhaps Rey may be this balance because she may be a skywalker now mm 
Mm-hmm. But is she exactly a Jedi? Right. She right. has a new lightsaber color. So I don't know if that means red is bad, blue is good. Mm-hmm. It's yellow. Mm-hmm. What does that mean, even? Yeah. It's more like, look at this. It is new. It isn't a Jedi. It isn't Sith. She's mm-hmm. balanced. Yeah. So now a new First Order won't come. A new Jedi Order won't come yeah. and attack. She's just like, in tune with the Force. and She's in tune with the Force. She making even sure the Force lightning. is benefiting. She knows that she is Palpatine. Mm-hmm. she is a palpatine so she probably has that balance in her as well she's had those times where she has gone to aggression mm-hmm. and i think that's really like the the like yeah is the final balance there will still be chaos in the galaxy there will mm-hmm. still be conflicts there will still be war yeah but i don't think there's going to be another dark side overwhelming the light side overwhelming mm-hmm. like yeah there isn't gonna be that war again yeah involving exactly. the dark and the light i agree okay well i've honestly what a better way to end the podcast just like talking about the force and all of its magics the and everything i love it beautiful yeah honestly, like i personally like believe that the force is something that exists yeah george lucas's like, brain is also chef's kiss Uh, yeah like beautiful man yeah exactly um we will get rolling on some of those other topics too that i've wanted to pursue as far as uh main channel episodes um so i'll be talking to the team about that and brody if we can get you back on we will um i I love discussing about like the theoretical how like the inner workings of star wars like i think it's just something that inspires me mm-hmm. to even seek forward and like more interest because like talking even about how like the brother doesn't have a form mm-hmm. but the sister does what does that mean is it yeah. because she gave her life to ahsoka so mm-hmm. she's always near her in some form is it because ahsoka is very similar to ray and she has a good balance internal balance so the sister was it's... like i'm sticking with her <laughs> and i think one topic mm-hmm. that i think would need discussing I don't know if this is going to be, like, a to-be-continued, so I'm not going to say it for certain, but... Yeah. Where's Ezra? <laughs> yeah, we should do another episode, or an episode I on think that. we need to do an episode about Ezra. That's entirely that fair. Be our next character that you and I should do, Ezra. Okay. Like, I love Rebels. Mm-hmm. I absolutely loved it. I didn't, like, hate it at the beginning like a lot of people did. Yeah. I, I didn't either. I... It's interesting that you want to, because I, I'll tell you what, I, Ezra is probably one of my least favorite characters. Really? Yeah, so it would be interesting for us to talk about him. He wouldn't be my favorite, but I think he would be the most interesting. He is interesting. When it comes to, like, the clone, I mean, the Rebels cast. Yeah. And again, it could kind of be, like, we didn't talk as much about Savage Press in this one, but we Mm -hmm. still mentioned, you know, a couple theories involving other characters. Maybe we could... Uh, somehow spread the ghost crew in there somehow how yeah might it's funny you say that because grace and grace is uh messaging me and talking about jedi fallen order and doing it kind of like that so doing many character chats in a jedi fallen order episode so i think it'll uh, be good we'll definitely see what happens and uh for our listeners if you have suggestions on character chats you want to hear um right now that's kind of the not necessarily the easiest way but like it's such a fun entertaining way for us to bide the time that we have right now um 
simply because we now have like a lot of Star Wars content to go through and a lot of time, but at the same time, no time at all still. Um, I'm probably starting my master's soon, so that's going to be interesting, and we all just have different schedules still, so kind of similar situations as when the real world is working um, for all of us here, so I appreciate our listeners' loyalty um, to everything. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Kessel Run Weekly on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We also actually are trying to be more active in our Facebook group. It is called Kessel Crew on Facebook. Um, if you need an invite, reach out to us on Instagram if you can't find it for whatever reason. Um, Brody, do you want to tell the people where they can find you? Um, they can find me on Twitter at TK50015. That's my uh, Stormtrooper ID. Mm-hmm. And then they can also find me on Instagram, TK50015. No spaces or nothing, all lowercase. And uh, well, like my personal account that's got you know all my pictures and stuff, they can follow uh, at T-H-E underscore B-O-R-B-Y. I almost forgot how to spell it. The <laughs> Nice. Other than that, thank you everybody for listening and spending some time with us. I hope you enjoyed this character chat about Darth Maul. All right, no, ready? I'm, I'm super ready. <laughs> Let's go. Okay, this is my big shot. Here we go. <laughs> May the force be with you. Always. Can I do it again? <laughs> <laughs>